Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at That's What They Said Podcast and on Twitter at What They Said See It. We'd love to hear from you. So I'm going to start today by asking to our listeners a question. If you're listening to our podcast, are you either scrolling through your Instagram to see, you know, posts by your friends or your favorite brands, or are you scrolling through Amazon to buy the next headphone or shoes and whatnot, right? And you think that, you know, these apps are free because we don't pay for them. We don't pay to have them on our phone. And uh, we get, but we get to see the whole world basically on our phone through these apps. But are they truly free? And how much are they benefiting us consumers? Mm-hmm. So in our episode today, we're going to focus on the tech sector and look at the idea of consumer welfare in the digital age. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing that through the lens of antitrust violations that our favorite tech companies, Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, may or may not have violated. So for those of you who don't know what antitrust is, we'll be getting more into that just in a little bit. But going back to the tech companies, after the 2016 election, these big four in the tech industry, the ones that I mentioned, Google, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, they came under the radar of the government, you know, due to their involvement and the implications that their platforms have had on the 2016 election, right? With Donald Trump getting elected, the Republicans versus the Democrats, the polarization of everything. Due to that, the tech industry really came into under their radar, right? So just earlier this month, actually, the House Judiciary Subcommittee of the United States Department of Justice, that's the committee that looks after antitrust violations that com- any company may have done, they released a report detailing a 16-month-long investigation into these tech companies. So these are those investigations that were happening, if you remember those trials that you were seeing probably on your Facebook feeds or on YouTube, of these old men grilling Zuckerberg, grilling Jeff Bezos on how does Facebook make money? All those silly questions that we thought at the time were like so silly to ask these tech geniuses, but these guys were actually getting to something, which is that these big companies who have monopolies in their areas, are they abusing the power that they have as a monopoly, right? So are they practicing in anti-competitive behaviors? So while the videos we saw mostly were focusing on election fraud, fake news, and discrimination and all that stuff, the real purpose of the investigation was to investigate whether Google, Amazon, Apple, and Facebook have been practicing anti-competitive behavior against smaller and newer players trying to enter against startups that are coming up, right? So each of these companies have a monopoly in a specific area. So for Google, it's monopoly over online search and search advertising. For Amazon, it's a monopoly over third-party sellers. For Facebook, over social networking. And for Apple, over software distribution. And if that sounds like a bunch of confusing words, we're going to be breaking that down more as we discuss it throughout the episode. But essentially, these four are monopolies in those fields. And for other new players that are trying to come into the industry, they may or may not have been acting like a bully. And that's what this investigation was doing. They're trying to see if antitrust laws were being violated. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's back up a bit and, you know, just go back to understanding what antitrust is, which uh, Zara just mentioned that this investigation was to see whether these companies have violated antitrust laws. So what is antitrust? Like, what are antitrust laws, right? These laws exist in almost every country across the globe where the purpose of these laws is essentially to uh, prevent a market concentration 
uh, of a linear market consolidation amongst a few uh, firms that would lead to anti-competitive behavior, which would harm the consumer. The logic behind it being that uh, consumers want product variety, consumers want innovation, and having market share uh, consolidated amongst a few firms mm-hmm. leads to firms having a monopoly, which honestly is not in, so in the context of the U.S. Because in our episode today, we we're focusing on the four yes. big tech companies that are mentioned and. Antitrust laws exist for every sector, but because tech companies are so ingrained in our lives, because they're now ingrained, not only just in, uh, not only ingrained in our lives in every aspect of the society, mm-hmm. therefore in our episode today, we're going to look at the inter- like the application of antitrust laws in the tech sector. So in the context of tech sector, the idea being that the long-term interests of consumers include product quality, variety, and innovation, factors best promoted through a competitive market where there are a lot of players. Mm. And therefore, because in order to survive in the market, you need to innovate. You need to come up with new products which will keep your consumers interested. Yeah. Right. Therefore, consumers, in the end, benefit the most from such a market uh, uh, such a market. But uh, allowing a highly constrained market structure to persist uh, essentially threatens these long-term interests of consumers because in mm-hmm. competitive markets, because when you become when you when you take up so much of the market share, right, you already know you're a big guy. Yeah. So you know that you already have so much power. You already have a lot of the consumers. So you don't feel the incentive to really innovate as much. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's theoretically the argument for antitrust why antitrust laws exist. Yes. So. The law was, for, according to a very famous article by Lena Khan, she's a Columbia University academic, um, uh, the law was for, the interest laws were for diversity and access to markets, and it was against high concentration of abuses of power. Secondly, um, the idea was when firms, start, when a few firms start accumulating a lot of power in an industry, that can lead to uh, political pressure, right? Because big companies, which right now a lot of these big tech companies do get uh, accused that a lot of them have huge lobbying interests in Washington, D.C., yeah. and they're spending millions of dollars lobbying government entities. And when you become such a big entity, you yield a lot of political power yes. by virtue of your size. Yeah, and are you abusing that power or exactly. not? It's kind of what antitrust laws tries to keep you for in check right mm-hmm. another aspect of goal of uh, the antitrust laws is to preserve open markets so that new businesses and new firms can enter the market right so essentially keep the barriers to entry in check so that it's not too high for new players to enter yeah. the industry and have a shot and essentially create giving consumers a more innovative product right yes so what has happened is in the United States, antitrust laws came in place around the turn of the 20th century, mm-hmm. and since then a lot of acts have passed, which we don't want to, you know, give you a huge like history lesson about. Mm-hmm. But since the 70s and 80s, the antitrust laws and whether a company is violating it or not is measured on how the company's actions affect consumer welfare mm-hmm. and how is consumer welfare measured in order to in order to measure it quantitatively is measured by seeing whether the price change, how price changes are affecting consumers whether companies are charging excessively high price in order to you know so that consumers are paying a really high price for a product that a shouldn't be highly priced and b compared there should be more firms therefore more supply and therefore prices should be lowered right so what antitrust laws have become is uh all about prices. Exactly. Most important consideration is that price doesn't go up, right? Yeah. So right now, whenever a Department of Justice investigation done by the Department of Justice that Zara started out with, and even in the last decade or so, a lot of these investigations that have happened, the idea was that are these service tech services, you know, are they affecting mm-hmm. prices? The angle with which the investigation was pursued by government authorities was, is price affecting consumer welfare in any way? Yeah. 
but that's hard to do with tech companies exactly. because the prices are low. As a matter of fact, free. free. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the antitrust laws from back then might not be the most applicable yeah. to these tech companies. And exactly. But what they're trying to do now is trying to find a framework for holding these companies accountable exactly. for their size getting big, their actions getting anti-competitive, yeah. whatnot. But, yeah. yeah. So I think going back to, like, what... So when these antitrust investigations started in the tech industry, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the first one that, or or, or the biggest one was uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one that people are most familiar with. But just in context, there was an antitrust investigation against IBM as well in back around the 1960s, and that mm-hmm. led to a settlement. But the reason why Microsoft won is a precedent and why it's essentially a benchmark for the current investigations because Microsoft and Amazon and uh, and the big four basically as I mentioned, uh, Google, Amazon, Facebook and Apple, these five, they their models are very similar, right? Mm-hmm. They're the more they're they're companies that created that that started the digital revolution where consumers get free products and you are exchanging a lot of data. Right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, coming back to this case of Microsoft, essentially after a, t- a ten year anti antitrust investigation by the Department yeah, of Justice. 1992. 1992, okay. 1992. Yeah, 1992. But 1998 is when the congressional hearing started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those of you who, this is actually funny, if you look at the video, you'll see how cocky Bill Gates was. <laughs> yeah. Because right now, there's like the philanthropist of the century. I know. But it was pretty interesting to see how a Middle East Bill Gates was pretty cocky and arrogant. Yeah. But um, yeah, so going back to Microsoft, so essentially what happened was back then in 90s, whoever bought like a PC from Microsoft, right, they had the Windows operating system. What Microsoft did was it bundled Inter Explorer, a web browser, which is a different product category from an operating mm-hmm. system. Microsoft bundled the two and sold it, right? Yeah. So you're buying a computer or PC from Window, uh, Microsoft, but it already has a web browser in it. Exactly. And you know you need a web browser to navigate the internet mm-hmm. now. You can either use Interexplorer, which is for free and already installed, or you could use Netscape or mm. other competitors whose uh, software you have to pay for. And secondly, you have to do the work of installing it. Back then, installing it wasn't just like one click and yeah. that simple. Things were not easy back then. Exactly. <laughs> so what happened is Microsoft was accused of, first of all, bundling um, Internet Explorer with, web. I mean, if there's a lot more details, but we just don't want to go into yeah. like all. It's the essentially giving really. preferential treatment to their own, own product search engine, or sorry, not search engine, their own browser well, yeah. over Netscape and other competitors. Exactly, and secondly, they made it difficult even for a consumer to download Netscape or another web browser. Mm-hmm. So what happened was. For, for the government authorities, they were just like, okay, this is anti-competitive behavior. Why? Because you're forcing the consumer to only use your Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. Microsoft argues saying, you know what, you can install Netscape. Like, yeah. it's not, you're not forcing. But here's the thing. As a consumer, you want to do what's Lazy. most convenient. <laughs> what's most convenient, right? Yeah. And because of that, you're not going to go pay another 50 bucks or whatever back in 1998, whatever the Netscape charged you to go download it and then do the work of downloading it exactly. yourself, right? Yeah. So even though Microsoft on paper says that we are not forcing them to use Internet Explorer by virtue of bundling into a web browser with your operating system. By making it so convenient for the consumer, you're kind of making the consumer not even have to think of other... Yeah. Yeah, or any of their other competitors. Exactly. So you're reducing the choices available to consumer, mm-hmm. which by which means that potentially reducing consumer welfare. Exactly. Right, and that means that less competition. Because think of this: if I want to back then create a web browser, I know what's the point? The main, the dominating operating system. It's making it hard for my browser to even be available. Exactly. So what's my incentive to even enter this market, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was that was a major antitrust investigation. And what happened is after a 10-year probe in 2002, Microsoft narrowly escaped the whole idea of being broken up 
which by the way we hear now and because against these big tech but in 90s late 90s and early 2000 the same was suggested by Microsoft mm-hmm. but the government authorities have made a settlement with them where uh, Microsoft agreed to abide by a consent decree uh, which was issued by a judge. Essentially what the consent decree which was in place in 2011, uh, it essentially barred Microsoft from entering into Windows agreements that excluded competitors like yeah. Netscape from new comp- computers and forced the company to make Windows interoperable with non-Microsoft hardware. Microsoft software, which yeah. means it that it should yeah, make it easier for other companies to have their software on you, right? Yeah. In addition, an independent technical committee would field complaints that might arise from competitors. So essentially, there's going to be someone who's going to keep Microsoft in check. Yeah. Now, what that that was one of the first, and right now, even the investigation that uh, we're talking about, like against the big four tech, a lot of it is looking at the precedent set by Microsoft in order to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, about the point breaking them up, right? Yeah. So that's initially what the the government decided mm-hmm. they wanted to initially break up Microsoft in the sense like their Internet Explorer has to be separate from the Windows operating yeah. system. So yeah. you can't bundle, blah, 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 and everything is separate. But they couldn't do that, right? No, so, and it, it got yeah. and that, that's interesting because like if you go back to antitrust from, say, the standard oil mm-hmm. oil companies and other companies that were trying to be broken up, they actually succeeded in breaking those companies up. But tech is so different. You can't just break up a company yeah. right? the way you could break up exactly. standard oil. Yeah. So another prominent case with antitrust issues in the tech industry is the European Union versus Google, which I think is kind of like the stepping stone for and the yeah, trials of today. Exactly. Antitrust laws case, of today. These cases came up only in the last, what, decade or so. Yeah. In 2010, I believe, is when all of this started. Right. Mm-hmm. So since the beginning of this battle between the European Union versus Google, the European Union has launched three separate antitrust investigations into Google for violating their competition laws. So one of the places where Google was found to be violating competition laws is in their search algorithm, so particularly for Google Shopping. So a number of complaints were issued by smaller web companies that Google was downgrading that smaller companies' placement in results that were returned from Google search results and that the ones that were placed higher were actually Google Shopping results. And that happened regardless of which result was actually, say, of a higher quality or merited higher Google was actually found guilty for that, and they were fined $2.5 billion, which is really nothing for Google. That's like 2.5% of their annual revenue or something like that. But Google is right now complying with recommendations to separate the revenue and profits of Google Shopping from Google that the EU recommended, but they're just complying for the time being. They are appealing that decision on the basis that they're saying the EU has misstated facts and evidence, so they should not be found guilty. Another area where they were where they're being investigated is against Google AdSense. And there's actually currently, because of all this investigation, the European Union is actually now even looking into mergers that Google has done. So mm-hmm. recently, just in 2020, they did a merger with Fitbit. They, mm-hmm. they acquired Fitbit. So now European is looking at that with much more scrutiny to mm-hmm. see if there's any anti-competitive behavior in that merger. Like, did yeah. they intimidate Fitbit into coming into yeah. Google. Or having Google taking over Fitbit doesn't mean that are you going to start acquiring other entities? Essentially, this industry gets taken up by yeah. one guy right? or exactly. one, into one big firm, right? Yeah, so Google so, is under everybody's radar. So to get, to give an example of how, like, post these European uh, Union investigations, what what, diff- what what change Google made, even though the fine, honestly, was, uh, was a slap on the back, a yeah. really small slap on the back, uh, in response, Google did, like, since last year, they do, like, these auctions where they kind of let rivals bid on who will be the default search engine when yeah. somebody opens a web browser on Android. Yeah, and so it doesn't diff- have to be Google. Exactly. 
and uh, different in different countries, different entities are winning. But a lot of smaller rivals are saying that they're not getting fair play because mm-hmm. Google is picking winners in one country or two country. Majority is still being Google search engine being the default one yeah. on the browser. So even so, there you go. It's like a it's like a half-assed move, right? Yeah. Because you kind of like you think you've got a fine, and you mm-hmm. kind of like you got the government people, the government authorities off your back, and now you're back to I guess doing this so-called anti-competitive yeah. behavior. Yeah, and Google's practices. basically they've got their foot everywhere, right? Like they've also Google AdSense, so yes. they can. Many many people are complaining that Google AdSense doesn't let you work with their, any of their other competitors. You have to prioritize Google AdSense over mm-hmm. them. You have to yeah. So like. Every everywhere they are, they're kind of a giant in that field. Yeah, and they've got their foot in so many different fields. Right, so they can control so much of that market. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So I think I think what what we are realizing from all these examples that we sort of like went over, right, yeah. and we just discussed is most of these tech companies with their primary products, let it be search engine by Google, let mm-hmm. it be Amazon Marketplace or Amazon's app, right, or let it be Facebook or uh, let it be uh, Apple, right, mm-hmm. right, uh, App Store. Having these services on your phone is free. Yeah, you don't really charge. You don't charge your price, right? But of course, the whole debate about tech industry, like not the antitrust debate, but the whole debate about the operations and the model of this tech industry is that it's free in terms of money, but it's not in free in terms of the data that they're collecting, yes. right? You're paying a price in terms of giving your data, yeah, right? But the whole business model of these companies works as such that they are incentivized to collect more data from you because mm-hmm. they're not getting generating revenue from you as a direct consumer. Yeah. They're generating data from you. So it benefits which, them to put their own services in, in the exactly, beginning. Exactly. Yeah, and like and basically kind of sideline the other people because they're collecting your data through all the different places that exactly. they've got their foot exactly, in. Exactly, right? So, yeah. so it makes so Amazon placing Amazon wanting to uh, play sorry, advertising more of its products, right? Mm-hmm. Or Prioritizing some third-party sellers to see ooh, what consumers want, and then Amazon moving to give come up with their own products, right? Yeah. The same product, but Amazon is selling on, under Amazon Basics, right? The whole point being that they're collecting data from other people, or data from either direct consumer or data yeah, third-party sellers, third-party yeah. sellers, and essentially, but that data is currency. Yeah, right. and that data the third party sellers don't have access to. Exactly. And Amazon does. So exactly. they can make that smart decision but based on the data. But the whole business model works under this assumption that. Mm-hmm. Because data is currency, and you're not asking because you must pay a price. But if you look at how we describe antitrust law, it essentially looks at whether uh, companies have violated or you know disregarded uh, consumer welfare, right? And mm-hmm. how do you measure that is when companies start charging a really high price, yeah. right? But in this case, when you look at it through that lens, none of these tech companies really charge you anything. Yeah, like you were saying, it's free almost. Yeah, so on a, on a price aspect... They're really like not performing any anti-competitive behavior. If anything, yeah. they're they're giving the product. This whole purpose of competition is you've got a lot of firms, and essentially price comes down to consumers get to pay a very small, a, a relatively less price because there's so many firms supplying the same product. That's mm-hmm. the whole idea of competition. But these companies, even though they're the only monopolies in their own respective fields, they're charging you free, like no money, right? Yeah. So now the question becomes that is the current way antitrust laws are looked at or they're applied, is that enough to really uh, understand whether companies have violated consumer welfare, that is just by looking at price, 
or should you look at the non-price component? When we say non-price components, look at either uh, data collection, right? Mm -hmm. Or whether as a consumer, are you able to actually take all your data, say from Facebook and move to another social network? Yeah. Or like, or uh, even as Amazon, right? Can you protect your data so it doesn't get used by Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. For its own products, right? Yeah. Or privacy or election interference. Yeah. So or basically so change the definition of consumer welfare. Exactly. Not just about money. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So I think that a lot of the times, um, so now it's sort of just like moving into like what are some of the recommendations that just mm. now came out of the House Judiciary Subcommittee report, yeah. but overall by many lobbying groups, experts across the world really in Europe yeah. and North America, that one of the biggest calls that you'll hear in newspaper headlines is right. big break. Break up, break up big tech. Yeah, break up big tech. Right? And it's a very sensational headline. It's very mm -hmm. sensationalized. People think that, oh, like, yeah, these are the big guys. Let's be real. Whenever you find a big corporation, you do want to make them villain. But sometimes that's not the case. Yeah. The facts are different on the, on the ground, right? So essentially what a lot of the, when the, the call for breaking up big tech is such that you force them to become platform utilities. Some experts would suggest it, that if they are a platform, for example, Amazon is a platform, right? They can't, Amazon can't use its own platform which means Amazon can't both run its online marketplace yeah. and sell Amazon basics in the same marketplace, yes. right? And similarly, have an unfair advantage over the third-party exactly. sellers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So moving to a lot of people, a lot of people say that you don't have to necessarily make up it's not a big solution, right? Making yeah. up big tech. Because as you think about it, like I think about like, oh, suddenly if you break these companies up, right? Mm -hmm. There is a reason why Amazon's marketplace is products. I mean, yeah, they're in a way, I guess, pushing out third-party companies, yeah. but it's so intricately linked and so nicely integrated, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. as a consumer, it's so easy for us to shop. And I was thinking that, like, consumer welfare, like, my welfare should could also be my, like, how efficient my shopping experience is, That's right? Or, or how easy, how, whatever, right? So, like, sometimes I do, my eyes directly go to Amazon Basics, and I'm like, okay, I know that this is going to be a good product, it's popular, yeah. or what? So I, I'll just actually scroll to find the Amazon Basics if it's not the first thing that right. pops up in my... Right. So I mean, sometimes it's easier for consumers to have Google Search plus the Google Play Store plus YouTube and everything interlinked in my phone already from before. Right. So it's like, it's really hard to say where... Well, like, well, what is, like, yeah, where like, you draw the line with welfare? Mm -hmm. So maybe instead of con just consumer welfare, it should be welfare of the entire system, you know, like... The workers, the small businesses trying to come up, all this stuff, right? Because yes. my welfare is being looked after right now by Amazon, yes. I would yes. say, yeah. And and as a know, consumer, to to think that breaking up is not really because the idea. Okay, the, the the problem isn't mm -hmm. like right now. It's easy to say break up big tech and target these four big tech companies, right? Yeah. Make them look like basically big bad guys, right? But even if you going back to the example of Microsoft, mm -hmm. right? When Microsoft was undergoing that antitrust investigation, yeah. eventually it came to settlement, guess what? After about after early two thousands, yeah. internet explored. Nobody without, uses it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mid 2000s uh, Google Chrome came into play and Google Chrome is now the dominant web browser yeah. so essentially what happened was because the antitrust investigation stalled Microsoft progress essentially Internet Explorer the main concern of the antitrust investigation got stalled yeah so if, right? you, cut, if, like, if you cut one person off another one's going to come yeah. in its place exactly especially with exactly. tech it's so like ever changing and developing yeah. Like, yeah. how can you how can 
obviously laws from back then definitely cannot hold or you have to like, apply contextualize to conditions it or, now. So it won't even apply to conditions 10 years from yeah, now. Yeah, and you have to contextualize it or basically look at it. Because look at it this way. The Federal Trade Commission in the United States mm-hmm. did investigate Google in 2013 and found that no wrongdoing was being done. Even the Europe did think it was. Seven years later, you think they are, yeah. right? Allegations and... I mean, there's obviously some brought. political motivation and whatnot, but... But, like, yeah. but, but my point is that yeah. it was... Tech have evolved so much in seven years yeah. and now you're going, you're doing a complete 180 exactly. as in a government authority and you're thinking, no, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you really think about it, then you're like, okay, like, so it's not necessarily, sort of like villainizing mm-hmm. entities doesn't make sense because you yeah. cut off one head, another's head is going to take its yeah. place. So it's not so much the entities as much as the entire business model, right? Like, exactly. don't hate the player, hate the game. Hate the game, yeah. <laughs> so if you really yeah, think about because it. you have to think about the positives too that have come out from these big tech companies. Mm-hmm. The way they've not only helped governments, they've helped consumers, they've helped so many things. So cutting these, breaking breaking up these big companies and kind of even making it feel like these, like Amazon was a small company when it started out, mm-hmm. right? They came, they started, they kind of built into this big thing. So you're also kind of discouraging future mm-hmm. future small businesses or future startups from not small business, future startups from trying to get that big. Like once I get that big, I'm gonna be broken up too. Right. Right. So I just don't think breaking up a company is the best option. But that is one of the recommendations. That came out of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think and yeah, to that point, right? Because breaking up as you know, another another company will come and just take it so fast evolving and another yeah. company will take its place. But as opposed to if the whole issue is, say for example, okay, consumer data, they, we should like we should have access to our data. Yeah. Right. And maybe Instead of maybe breaking up, once again, this is actually attacking the fundamental model, but make it easy so I can easily get up and take all my data from Facebook and move to a social network yeah. if there is one and, you know, make it that easy. Yeah. But face as as, 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 this company, as Facebook or as one of the entities, I can argue, well, my whole business runs on collecting your data. Yeah. I'm not charging you money, but I'm giving you this great service and being able to connect with people and all that. Mm-hmm. Of course, Facebook has other problems, but let's just keep it separate for one minute. But just looking at the whole, the core product itself, I'm not charging you money, but you're getting a lot of benefits. Yeah. What I'm asking, what I want is the data yeah. so I can do targeted ads, right? Mm-hmm. So if you really think about it, it's like, you you have to rework the whole business model. Yeah. Because if you take away, if, if the whole purpose of antitrust laws is to prevent, you know, market concentration within a few firms and essentially that will stifle competition by penalizing, by, by in a way letting people take their, all their data from Facebook and move to another social network, it disincentivizes Facebook mm-hmm. from innovating to, its product. To keep innovating, yeah. And that's one of the biggest um, arguments that Facebook has. Like we've invested millions of dollars, billions, billions in yeah. Instagram and WhatsApp. And all the companies they are acquiring, yeah. all the new places of investing, like we're helping innovation grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's actually um, on that point. One of the other notes that the house, the recommendations that the house gave was that um, suggesting rewriting the law. So instead of breaking up companies automatically, rewriting some antitrust laws, so that there's more accountability mm-hmm. for these big four companies. For example, um, so the, there'd be something in place so that these um, startups they who feel like Facebook or Google or Apple is conducting unfair business practices or crushing their business they can actually sue in court to force uh, and force these companies to stop these anti-competitive processes mm-hmm. right so that's, that's an option so make it right now it's like there's something in place that can actually get these startups to be like okay Facebook is doing this I want to mm-hmm. I mean you can always complain you can always sue but like make it more a law that like if you do this you're going to be sued, right? Mm-hmm. So more, more something out there for 
yeah. the little ones to feel like, yeah, there's something we can do about it. If yeah. Facebook tries to bully us, this person tries to bully us. Because right now that's kind of one of the biggest complaints is that when um, when big companies, they, they try to take over startups, they bully them, they intimidate them. And, and, and I think um, going back to because when we were looking up, preparing, prepping for this episode, one, one example that came up, and I mean, I didn't know about this because I guess I don't use this part, was the... Uh, Kudsi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, yeah, it correct, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was a diaper selling company. It was a diaper selling company, mm-hmm. and Amazon was like, "Oh, I want to get into selling diapers." So what it tried doing is because a lot of these big tech companies have the capital to essentially bear losses for months and even years. Like Amazon was unprofitable for the first decade of its yeah. operation, right? So operating losses. Exactly. So for so for Amazon, Amazon wanted to get into the diaper selling industry or market, right? It's lucrative market for new moms and babies. So Amazon was like, great, I'm going to undercut my prices of my diapers and my platform. And they did. They were so cheap. People started buying mm-hmm. uh, uh, buying uh, Amazon, diapers from Amazon. So then Kursi was not, I don't know if I'm pronouncing currently, but uh, Kursi couldn't keep up. They couldn't encourage, keep because they're a smaller company. They mm-hmm. can bear losses for such a long time. Yeah. So eventually what happened is Amazon acquired this Yeah, and they startup. actually tried to sell to somebody else, and not Amazon. But even then, Amazon came in and because the other 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 potential buyers were actually intimidated. Yeah, exactly. The same thing will happen exactly. because Amazon's going to undercut prices again. So Amazon bought out this startup, and what happened is after buying it out, Amazon then went back on a lot of these under prices. It went back to raising its prices yeah. again to sustainable levels. Yeah. Right. So this, so <laughs> but this, this is the whole argument that what yeah. happens is rivals become smaller companies, not even able to enter because. A, these big tech companies are so powerful mm-hmm. and such they've got such financial like the cushion to bear losses yeah. and experiment more that small startups don't have that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, to the point that the law needs to be worked to understand that yeah. the, or, the the originally antitrust laws existed to protect entrepreneurs, new companies, so that the competition can be protected. Consumers can access a variety of products because new firms are able to enter the market and create and innovate. Yeah. But now the interpretation of Antitrust law is just solely looking at consumer welfare through price, yeah. but for big tech, that interpretation doesn't work. No, and you, so in order to protect consumers, you have to look at whether few firms are able to enter, yeah. right? And the bar- the barometer can't be just looking at price. You have to also look at other factors, like uh, because of how big tech affects different facets of our life, not just looking at whether new firms are able to enter the market. Look at other social aspects of it, mm-hmm. right? Whether uh, data privacy, whether these platforms are safe enough for, I don't know, so people don't interfere in election all that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're on accountability, another thing that the House recommended was um, to ha- keep a more of an eye on these big companies, right? So more, more um, I guess a committee would be formed or a legal standard would be set so that companies like Facebook and whatnot, they can't buy other companies without proving that this acquisition or this merger will enhance competition to help mm-hmm. consumers. So, for example, a merger would be Google acquiring Fitbit, right? So they're they're putting more eyes on this acquisition to see whether it's actually they're intimidating Fitbit or whether this is actually going to help enhance the competition, all that and, stuff. And, and here it's important to notice that Google acquiring Fitbit is a whole different industry that Google is entering exactly. into. Or like Amazon acquiring Coke was, that was a whole industry, new industry, yeah. right? So are you using your power big like your monopoly power in one industry to literally go into another and become a monopoly as well exactly right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so what what the house is recommending is basically there's going to be more watchdogs to right. monitor these companies right so by 
the, a way to do that would be to increase the funding of FTC or the Federal Trade Commission so that um, FTC or any other enforcement agency, so they have more, any, any any country. Yeah, yeah, so, they, so that they can keep acquiring better data on the practices that these companies are doing. They can keep, they can enforce the laws, the new laws that well, have been set. Well, even like if you think about it, um, if, if there's, if you could even, you know. Just to challenge them in general. Yeah, and even like, you know, maybe FTC can work it around with com- these big tech companies. Mm-hmm. And big tech companies have to do annual independent audits. Mm-hmm. Like hire a third party entity to do independent like data audits. Yeah, and then and give that data to the FTC. Yeah, and yeah. that could be, and this is essentially what, that's, that's, that's a way to be checked. Because the, the problem with, which I can understand that under capitalist, capitalist society, the problem with FTC interfering, intervening too much, right, mm, yeah, yeah. is that it, it, it's the whole part of point of free market and capitalism is government intervention is less. Yes. Right? So there has to be a way to sort of like keep free market and the, uh, the capitalism going so firms feel motivated to innovate. Mm-hmm. Because once again, if there's too much government intervention, that too can lead to a disincentive for innovation. Yeah, no, because I agree. You have got you got roadblocks on every step. Yeah, so that's right? the thing. Everything is so like there's positives and negatives to everything, right? So imagine if you had more watchdogs and more people kind of looking at these looking at these companies with a microscope lens, right? Like say the Facebook's Cambridge Analytica scandal, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe if somebody was looking more into what Facebook was doing, we could have avoided that situation too. But right. yeah, right. So basically, these companies have been going unchecked, and the house yeah. wants to rein them in. Yeah. Yeah, and the, one of the ways to rein them in without breaking them up is having more enforcement agencies look at them closely. Right. And, yeah. And and to that to the point, it's it's important that is it what like what what's the difference between U.S. investigating these companies and what Europe's done? Because these companies are based, their parent companies are based in the United States. Mm-hmm. So Europe can levy fines, billions of dollars, but they didn't do shit to the balance sheet or the bottom line of these companies. But as the legal authority of the whole country of these entities, you can actually enforce law on them, Mm -hmm. right? So if if, if politicians are able to actually look at antitrust as an economic issue, because I think right now it's become a very political issue, because it's quite sensationalized that big big break up big tech, and it's one of the issues, rare issues in which it's a bipartisan issue in the US, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Where there's a consensus because it's political to the point that now big techs are being villainized, right? And um, not to say that they're, they haven't done bad things. They've done many. Yeah. They don't usually apply best practices to a lot yeah. of aspects. But in regards if, to competitiveness. Yeah. Or in regards to competitiveness, maybe the till now the way you looked at it or the way we looked at it, it needs to be reworked because yeah. the business model is of big tech or tech companies in general is so different than what other sectors do because they're not creating a product and selling it to you for money. They're creating a product and selling it to you for free, but they're earning in terms of the data that you're providing, yeah. which is a consumer. We honestly never thought about it yeah. until in the last two, three years, the whole conversation around data came up and privacy yeah. since the Cambridge Analytica scandal, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you really think about it, um, is 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 what what the law, the law current antitrust law the way it's interpreted is not caught up to the new business model of the technology sector, and breaking up what breaking up one or two players in this industry isn't going to help because in twenty years again you have to spend the taxpayers' money you're going to mm-hmm. spend these politicians have to spend their time in twenty years to again look at the same issue it's going to be so Google it will be another entity yeah exactly. be another uh, another person you're going to devil right? yeah make it the per- devil. But you get the point, right? Yeah. And and um to 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 people's idea that and to give an example, I guess this is where we can go into some more like individual examples mm-hmm. of like, for example, if 
right now, if we Google, like if I Google, like as university students, you kind of like, I don't know, math class and you want to yeah. Google a problem, right? Or calculator, like an assignment. Example, two plus two. Yeah, two plus two, right? Yeah. You will see that the Google actually on its page shows its own calculator with the result. And yeah. the calculator is quite advanced too. Yeah. Whereas I remember six, seven years ago, when I would actually Google that, right? It would not show me Google's own calculator. Google would show me a list of calculator websites. Exactly, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I would actually have to click on the website. So go to the website, yeah. visit it, mm -hmm. right? What Google does, this, and this is the whole point. It's like, I'm giving, I'm still giving you a free service. I'm yeah. still giving you a free calculator. It's yeah. Like you have to do one more click. Mm -hmm. I, you just see my calculator directly. Exactly, yeah. So it's like these calculator websites are now not getting traffic because yeah. Google's just giving me the answers. Exactly. And like, there's actually Google websites now. But Google, when you search something, there's actually a section that says answers, right? Yeah. So if say I type in, um, I don't know, I type in like something at work, building envelope, right? I'll type in building envelope. So maybe I'm looking for some research on building envelope mm -hmm. engineering, which is my field of work. That's why yeah. I'm that up. So instead of giving me a list of, say, science-related websites, Google answers would be like, what is building envelope engineering? Exactly. Like, this is it. So it's like I'm getting my short-form answers. But and the and a complaint that people have is these short term answers are not even quality information. So it might not even be what I'm looking for. I might be looking for some in depth research on building science, but I got this like short form answer and I'm happy with it and I moved on. Yeah. So not only did I not as a consumer not get the full breadth of knowledge that I should have gotten from yeah. my search. Even though it's free service. And the yeah, exactly, right? I'm happy with the little service that yeah. I got. On top of that, a company, a website or a company that's specialized in this is mm -hmm. not getting the traffic that mm -hmm. they deserve, right? And a really cool example that I thought was like fun that I was reading was Tom Cruise. We're <laughs> talking about this. So say you Google Tom Cruise's height, right? So now Google will just tell you Tom Cruise's height the way that it'll just tell you a calculator yeah. answer. So it's not going to give you a link to tabloids like People Magazine mm -hmm. or like clever news YouTube website or YouTube video and they're not going to give you that anymore. Mm -hmm. They're just going to give you the freaking height. Right. So you're not clicking on these other companies and other websites that work so hard to like give you some celebrity news and or it's, celebrity it's, it's heights. Their, it's their livelihoods, right? Those exactly. Business, their business model works by looking yeah. up this, uh, these inf this information so they yeah. can so yeah, and you might consumers. be thinking like, well, it's making my life easier. But if you think about it, like it is anti-competitive practice because Google, and that's the reason why Google is a monopoly. They're a search engine. Now they're giving you answers. And they're like, using they're using the search engine function in order to benefit their other other aspects, yeah. right? But same thing with reviews. Exactly, like food reviews, right? Um, if you like, right? I think I remember on desktop even, if you Google just a local restaurant, mm -hmm. Google's own box would occupy half the page. So Yelp had a huge issue. And yeah. Yelp help was one of the companies, along with a lot of European companies, that pushed the European antitrust authorities to file cases against or pursue lawsuits against yeah. Google. Because, and FYI, Yelp has got a big beef with Google. Please yeah. go to focususer.com, focusonuser.com. Yelp has a whole page. Yeah, today. Yelp made a whole website to yeah. show Google's anti-competitive practices. But... Um, yeah, so uh, because Yelp is a business or um, their business model works by providing food reviews, right? Yeah. But previously, if you just Googled a restaurant, Google's own box, which has reviews and menu and highlight mm -hmm. and so many options, you just look at that box. You want to scroll all the way down. Yeah, right? I don't want to go click Yelp and then go to Yelp. Exactly. And Yelp, Yelp. I just want but, Google but, to tell me what to do. But I think sort of uh, post the heat that Google got from a lot of government authorities. Now, if you do search restaurant desktop, Google actually shows this review on one side and mm -hmm. then lists all the websites on the main center part of the yeah. page so it's not really being competitive but, but here's the yeah. catch 
right now, how many of us actually spend, like you're listening to a podcast most likely on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or one of the apps on mm-hmm. your phone. Yeah. How many of us actually spend time on desktop as much as we did Barely. five years ago? Yeah, not even laptops, right? Because exactly. now you've got, say, a TV with a Chromecast or yeah. an Apple TV, so we'll just cast it from our phone. Yeah, so phone has become like a mini computer. Exactly, yeah. Right. And so on the phone, we don't have a lot of prime real estate. If we're gonna, like, Which is the screen. The screen is the real estate, essentially, and there's not a lot of space. So in that little area that you have, if the first thing that pops up is just Google reviews, you're not going to bother to and scroll down and look at Yelp reviews. Exactly. And Google yeah. made that change that, we, that I mentioned that on, on the right side, sorry, on the right side of the page, Google reviews, and on the main, main center page, list of websites, only for desktop. Yeah, not for phone, which exactly. is like where most people are going to be looking exactly. for. Exactly. Say you're on Skip the Dishes, which is a food delivery service here, and you're like, oh, I want to order from this restaurant. Let me quickly look up the reviews. So then you swipe to your browser on your phone, and... Google reviews just tells yeah. you about the rest. Or even let you know that I'm thinking. Like sometimes when you like sort of um, uh, put like search like skip what a food delivery or like some clothing store, right? The first few searches are like ad and then says yeah. skip the dishes, right? Fifty percent off or something, right? So those are not those are ads that come from Google ads, yeah, right? So you are not actually scrolling down to get the website that you might even want. Or yeah. even like clothing website, you probably will go, you're going to click the first two ones or three ones because they say ad and then a discount offer or something. Exactly, yeah. Right? So that's that's another, the thing that the EU has an issue with. Yeah, Google, so that's yeah. another way that Google is using a search engine to deviate people yeah. into using the website that it comes that comes through its ad yeah. advertising. And I'm not going to lie, when I hear all this, I'm just like, maybe Google's just smarter than the rest of you. Like, it's <laughs> fine. They have the means. They're smarter and it's fine. But like... In the surface level, that's true, but also you can't just be doing that to all these different companies. But who, like I think because we, Bernard and I, we were talking about another one of another big tech company that's getting targeted is Apple. Apple, yeah, I was very upset about that. I'm an extremely loyal Apple, <laughs> devout Apple fan. And I'm like, technically Apple shouldn't belong in this category, but no, yeah, they should. <laughs> they should. I will agree. Blind loyalty. Yeah, I have blind um, loyalty to but Apple. So, so Apple's issue is right now a lot of the app developers allegedly, apparently, app so. Apple charges a, keeps a thirty percent commission. Yeah, um, for all the apps that they host. Yeah, on their platform, on yeah. their app store, right? Yeah. So if you download an app from an app store, uh, and that too, because you sign through your iCloud account mm-hmm. and then you are going through to the app store, then uh, app, uh, app app developers have to pay thirty percent commission to Apple. Yeah, the whole. A problem with this is that app developers are saying that Google, do, sorry, Apple doesn't give the option to its user to not log in through its iCloud account. You yeah, could, I mean, you could just be a guest and download which app. Android does allow. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about that, but here's why Apple apparently was their explanation as to why they ask you to mandatorily sign in through their Apple account because they're saying that. When the consumer or the user signs in through their Apple account or iCloud account and goes to App Store and sees your app, for you to be in that space or you know that portal for the app to be shown, he's saying that the Apple saying that your app has this certification or the stamp from Apple. Mm-hmm. Because the consumer then sees your app being on App Store, and it means because Apple has extremely high privacy standards. Which you come to think of it, out of all the tech companies, Apple has one of the most best privacy yeah. uh, rules and regulations in place. Um, so Apple saying that you being on our App Store by itself means, and especially if one logs in through their cloud account and downloads it, it means that you've got extremely high privacy standards. You need yeah, pretend and you're getting a niche uh, customer base because people oh. who stick to Apple like me, we only stick to Apple. Everything yeah. we have is Apple. So we might not even use uh, Amazon Kindle, for example. Yeah. We might not use a Kindle app because we're like, no, we only stick to Apple. Yeah. But now with the Kindle app being available on Apple App Store, as an yeah, yeah, Apple yeah, user, yeah. now I am 
now Amazon's getting me yeah, as a exactly. Kindle user. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's so another story. You're, Kindle. You're, you're getting a whole, uh, whole um, base, like, a, a yeah. billion people essentially. So if I'm if I'm a th- if I'm a third party app developer and I just came up with an app, a random app to I don't know like change the frame of your glasses or like some yeah. app, right? And I want a their direct access to a huge consumer base. Mm-hmm. Being in an app store, being on an Apple's app store is one of the best ways to do that because A, it's a huge number of people you have access to and B, being on an app store means that you are, you know, very like hip and very trendy and mm-hmm. you've got all the rules and regulations of privacy protecting people's privacy, which yeah. is a huge concern now. But what the, which well, some third party, third party app developers are doing is, first of all, they don't, they don't like the 30% fee, uh, which by the way, um, recently Epic, uh, for the developer of Fortnite, they lodged a case or a lawsuit mm-hmm. against Apple and saying that 30% is not fair. But by the way, uh, Nintendo, mm. a lot of gaming platforms charge the same 30% fee. Yeah. So it's, it's not Apple, it's not doing something out of place. But anyway, going back to uh, um, Kindle's example or Audible's example. Yeah. So for Amazon, the Kindle app, you can have, you can download the Kindle app on an iPhone mm-hmm. or MacBook, whatever, but you can't buy books from Apple because Amazon does. Because if if you were able to buy books from an Apple device, then a- Apple would be getting that thirty percent cut from Amazon. And Amazon does not want Apple to take a thirty percent cut. Clash from of them. the Titans. Yeah, Clash <laughs> of the Titans essentially. So Amazon's like, no, you can only buy the books from from the Kindle website. Website. But here's the thing: Apple doesn't even give you a link to go to the Kindle website. This is so it doesn't true. even tell you where you can buy the book. So literally, Clash of the Titans. Apple's like, fine, you won't let us sell it because you don't want to pay us, we're not going to even tell them where to buy the book. So like, and who's winning here? So actually, a few days ago, because I use Audible, and I've got the Audible. Audible is the mm-hmm. audiobook app by Amazon. And uh, I have it on my phone. And I have the app, and then it keeps on the settings under my account, it shows that I've got like five credits. And I'm like, okay. So then I will start searching for audiobooks, right? And I want to see a, I see a book, and I'm like, oh, let me like, but, but it doesn't, it's just a sample mm-hmm. or remove from wish list. It just doesn't let me buy the book. Yeah, does it tell you where to go buy the no. book? No. So I was like, what is happening? Am I not paying? Yeah. And by the way, it doesn't even let me on the app see my subscription plan or anything. Oh, okay. So I actually had to sit down on my laptop and yeah. go to Audible so I send my account. And there I could buy the book. Exactly. So to your point, it's like neither was Apple telling me where to buy the book from, mm-hmm. neither was Audible telling me I could buy the book yeah. from. Yeah. I get the I got no books, man. So <laughs> I'm just a consumer here who's yeah. getting like my is my service. I mean, I'm I'm my welfare is being affected because exactly. I can't take my book. Exactly. So in this case, customer welfare is being affected, and it's not just about money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And yeah, exactly. It's 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 here. Downloading the app doesn't cost me anything, mm-hmm. but I can't access it. The yeah, way I can't I want buy to. things like like it's not giving me the ease of convenience whatever right exactly and like you were saying apple thinks that yeah why shouldn't we be able to charge for hosting your app on our app store right right because think you think about it a boutique that wants to go into the retail world department store and say for example if you sell whatever glasses and you want to sell at walmart you're going to have to give walmart a cut a percentage of every sale so in that way, why shouldn't Apple take a percentage of a sale of a book, right? And isn't, isn't that the whole point of like selling mm-hmm. products at like a, like for example, I think I was telling Gary yesterday that um, um, someone I know is trying to sell some product at a big box, like a home goods store. Yeah. Um, like you can even tell Home Depot. And this person is trying to sell, have come up with a plastic product that's pretty great. But the uh, big store has made the condition that uh, can you make sure that the plastic you use is of a high quality or whatever, mm. because the store is more environmental friendly, right? Yeah. Now, that's just the requirement they have. Now, as, as, a, as a business owner, you could say, okay, you know what? No, I don't want to make it with that high quality plastic. I want to make it with the low quality plastic. Great. The store is going to say, okay, walk away. 
yeah. you can sell to another store, right? But that's the thing. If I am a business owner, just from even from the big box or tech company's perspective, if I'm a business owner, for you, for me to host you on my platform, I am going to have yeah. certain requirements. You got to play by my rules yeah. if you're the small guy. Exactly. And it works for any industry, really, exactly. right? Any mm-hmm. industry, not just tech industry, mm-hmm. if you think about it. The problem here is like, is when you have your own service that's also has gets preferential treatment yeah. and it's kind of competing with the third party yeah. that you're having say for example spotify and apple music right right so spotify is you can download it from the apple app store but then there's also apple music which now you have to choose between the two but apple's over here being like here you get apple music for free for a year and yeah, then spotify and, but they can't, can't do that with that. Yeah. they can't do that with spotify on apple store so it's like not only is spotify now paying the 30% to to have people download through App Store, yeah, the premium version. But now so, Apple's also so doing some anti-competitive stuff yeah. and being like, "But you get a discount if you get Apple Music, but you get this." And Apple doesn't have to pay itself a thirty percent fee. Right. So like they're making money, so or they're not losing money essentially. So that's where the anti-competitive comes in. So I think that's where you have to draw the line, right? I think something is like other industries allow this kind of behavior that Apple is doing, but a lot of the Apple is doing. getting very big. They are dabbling in different different services so there's some some places they need to be in check but but it can't but the solution so but that's how mm-hmm. a lot of these practices that the tech companies have come up with their innovative innovative business models the reason why it's why like they're going they're like not heading into antitrust investigations because mm-hmm. the current antitrust law doesn't cover these innovative business models right yeah the current antitrust law doesn't know how it only measures consumer welfare by price right and tech companies are completely out of that you need to look at all these other societal aspects of mm-hmm. tech companies like data privacy and yeah interest and so many other things yeah and like thinking of data privacy like we're just talking about apple but even google has some data privacy advantages that say other companies don't like for google maps Right. right. So um, the House members actually called out Google for pre- preventing other companies that make digital maps from collecting data from people's Android phones. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's saying that Google's data advantage lets Google Maps chart the planet, but no rival mapping company can even have a shot right. at doing that. But like Google, the security that Google Maps has, the digital privacy you get, you might not get that with a rival company. Right. So like right. one of the points that was made was like, wouldn't it be creepy if like every app had access to our location every room in the world, so isn't it a good thing that only Google Maps has That's access true. to your data and your your location isn't just everywhere? That's true. Yeah, so it's like there's so many arguments to this, like. But that's the thing, right? It's like. <sighs> The law, they didn't, to say... Like, how do you encompass like, the law? Like, I personally don't think they violated any antitrust law because the law never even was able to capture their business model. Mm-hmm. If anything, the law needs to be reworked and there need to be checks and balances in place. For all the different sectors. Yeah, yeah, in order to make sure you capture this business model so you're able to monitor them just like mm-hmm. you monitor every other sector, yeah. right? Government intervening to the point that you break up an institution entirely, that's, I personally think that's a lot of government intervention yeah. because it's not going to serve consumers any benefit when these products, because what's going to happen is if you break up Google, you're stifling innovation right there on all the Google apps we use, yeah. right? And right now, it's so much more important. Tech companies and their products have become so much more important given COVID. People mm. are using increasingly Amazon to order, because I personally have become a huge <laughs> Amazon shopper, which I never yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, people use Google more. People use Facebook more to stay connected with people. So yeah. people is Apple, right? And so if you think about it, it's it, internet it, has become more important than ever. Yeah. So and, if we attack these companies, 
this is something that they specialize in. Yeah, and and if anything, you know, at the end of the day, they did they did innovate. Mm-hmm. You, they made lots of money during COVID. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> but they did innovate. They spent our billions of dollars in R and D. Amazon spent billions before it finally became profitable twelve to thirteen years later after inception. Mm-hmm. So if when you think about it. It was a lot of hard work on Bezos' part and a lot of investors' part to keep incurring losses for years, right? Yeah. So to, you can't just discount or dismiss all that effort. But yeah. at the same time, because of how big you are, you have certain you responsibilities. Can't just be let off the hook, yeah. So it can't be so, such a hostile situation. And because mm-hmm. I think because this whole antitrust issue has become politicized, it's become this thing where you think politicians have started. I personally think politicians have started to think that I will score points with constituents. If I make the big guys look bad, yeah, and if the, exactly, and if if the issue is that they're too big, right? Just giving like punitive measures, like fines mm-hmm. or you know, like oh, saying you're doing wrong, it's not gonna work. It's no. not constructive solutions, no. right? Mm-hmm. Like you, as Zara mentioned, that one of the recommendations of the House Committee's report was you gotta uh, look at the law, revise the law, and give more power to FTC with respect to doing uh, more resource, allocate more resources, give them more money so they're able to do more reviews and stuff, the investigations, right? Investigations, reviews, yeah. yeah. So. So that it, you know, there has to be government intervention reworked, but not to the point that you like mm-hmm. go in and break them up. I just yeah. think that's the solution. Yeah, anti-competitive practice is not a good thing, but some of the stuff that they're being like hounded on, it just yeah. seems over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, like we were saying, I think we read in an article that someone had suggested that work with the work with these companies, right? right. So they're not just going to do. They're not, not going to help society because they out of the goodness of their heart. They'll do it as an incentive. So work with them, keep them under right. your keep yeah. them under your control, not control, but keep them under in good term, make their reputation better by getting them to do something for society. AKA, like you were saying, internet access to internet is yeah. very important, especially with COVID. We realize that we're kind of moving towards that shift anyways. And if anything goes wrong like a pandemic, you're gonna need the internet. And there's so many places, even in the US, forget the rest of the world. And yeah. there's so many places in the world that doesn't have proper internet access. But the US itself, there's so many rural areas where there isn't good internet access. Right. Enough for Zoom classes, online classes, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So if if tech companies could invest more into providing access for more research into getting access to these rural areas, paying more money towards this access. And, and they have an incentive to do so because the more they, the, more, the better the internet access, the more reach these, the internet will have, right? Yeah. So the more reach these tech companies will have, the more data they'll be able to collect, yeah. the more money they'll make. Yeah, right? even the more people they'll be able to provide access to to come up with new businesses. Exactly. Yeah, so more anybody, new startups can start up because they have access. Because you know, one, one, I think I remember in one of one hearing, uh, Google a policy, public policy person was saying, in a congressional hearing was saying that there are huge savings in advertisement because people place Google ads, which costs, I think, less than mm-hmm. billboards and stuff, right? Yeah. So if you think of about mom and pop stores or small businesses, they're saving more money and accessing a bigger consumer base by being on an app store or Google ads, right? Yeah. So yes, it benefits them, but as you as you said, the whole issue becomes that Google use that data to create their own product and goes into exactly. this industry. Exactly, yeah. I think that is the main issue, right? Yeah. Like I'm taking your mom and pop store data, which you're never going to get access to other people's data, so now I'm going to create a better product, if a more you, convenient product. If you think about it, it's like, so, you know, government has a lot of resources, right? Mm-hmm. And anti-trust investigation can take decades to solve. So these companies are still going to keep making money. So if yeah. you pursue this line of investigation, it's not going to necessarily solve anything. But it's in turn, like if, if I feel like if the government starts working with these entities, right, and rework a way where the entities, can, big tech can monetize the trove of data that they have. Mm-hmm. So they don't feel the necessity or the incentive to go into another industry and spawn another app, right? So yeah. uh, sidelining the third parties. 
or small businesses. Exactly, yeah. There has to be a way because I think about it and I'm like, um, they could monetize. Like search engine could monetize in so many ways, or Facebook could monetize my targeted ads. Like Google doesn't have to necessarily create more products, mm-hmm. maybe like or I don't know, create a law that yeah. you can't use the trove of data in from the from say for example retail like makeup industry mm-hmm. for example third party makeup sellers are selling and Amazon's like oh now I'm gonna go with Amazon makeup beauty. no and then make it make it a point that maybe you can't I don't I don't exactly, think that's too yeah. much intervention I but know, yeah but and I was thinking I, like say with journalism what if these guys like there's Google News right yeah there's Apple News yeah oh there's Apple News yeah yeah so now they're gonna now they're in the news section now I won't get access maybe the first thing I click is not gonna be Vox or Vice yeah, or whatever yeah. right it's gonna be Apple so exactly but but i think that a hostile environment which it is now because yeah. it's politicized it's not going to be it's, it's, not a, solution, it's, it's yeah. a them versus us situation right mm-hmm. but but if it's collaborative right yeah. you work with these big entities use them to your yeah. strength rather than making them enemies yeah because them. they have so many tools to help us grow as a society 100%. yeah technology is the future yeah, like, yeah. so you cannot be Telling these companies, like, here, I'm going to cut off your innovation, even though you're a leader in this right. kind of stuff. Right. But you also always have to keep them in check. You can't be a bully. And, and honestly speaking, um, a lot of other companies and a lot of other industries in the U.S. have proven in mm-hmm. hospitality, in hospi- sorry, hosp- hospitals, insurance companies, airlines, they have monopoly that they abuse it. Mm-hmm. I feel like even in Canadian airline industry, we have that, but yeah. we'll cover that another yeah. day. <laughs> but uh, they have it. There's monopoly that's getting abused. But I think big tech gets all the heat because of all the societal impacts. And it's it hot. And it's sexy, you know? <laughs> talk about big tech. It is. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to talk about airlines? <laughs> Talk about big tech. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's different other sectors I think you were mentioning before, like the anti apart from anti competitive practice, election fraud, the spread of misinformation, yeah. disinformation, um, data collection, privacy. These are definitely things that need to be looked at more in with regards to tech companies. But I feel like the anti competitive practices, like while that's definitely shouldn't happen, there are other things that these tech companies need to be grilled on. And we and don't need to focus so much on you got you guys are big bullies, right? Like, you know, you can't I feel like just thinking a big like like one one stop solution that will break up for all of them is not going to apply. Yeah. First of all, these four operate in four different industries, mm-hmm. right? Social media, marketplace, search engine, the apps are different. So one solution is I'm going to work for all of them, yeah. right? And secondly, you've got these big tech companies that you think that oh, like somehow you can I don't know, yeah. break them up, solve the problem. Another company can come and take place. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think it, it, here is where. The problem is that antitrust is an economic issue at its core. There are these other societal impacts these tech companies have, but that's a separate issue. Yeah. Antitrust, or either either that, or just redefine consumer welfare so it's not measured yeah. by economic no, yeah, measures only, right? Mm-hmm. You have to take into account the others, yeah. and uh, which are more qualitative variables if you think about it, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it, this it requires innovation on the part of politicians. Yeah, to, you know, I'm actually proud of these politicians. Look at these old men and women. Like <laughs> the first first hearing, they were like, "How do you make money?" <laughs> right? But I think in the, in the hearing in the August, yeah, like, they were much better. These people probably couldn't even like get online before. They probably had to go to their granddaughter and be like, "Here, show me how to get Facebook." Right? And now look at them. They're coming. They've come far. So it's good that these conversations are in the public media, the mainstream media. Yeah. But there's much more to it than. These big companies are bad. They're right, bullies. Right. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I think today our episode in this whole, like, whole episode, the reason why, first of all, antitrust, focusing on tech sector is one part of antitrust. Of course, there are other sectors, and that's going to be a whole different issue yeah. on another episode. But in our episode, the objective of why we wanted to bring this up was because so, our, so listeners, because as consumers, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. The more you know, the more you're aware, the more, that's what actually companies, any company really like, 
feel scared, I would say, yeah. right? Because they don't want companies to figure out consumers to figure out that, oh shit, like, you know, I'm collecting your troves of data, like, yeah. right? Things were pretty good before, but now as consumers, we know. So because if we know about these, it makes big companies more accountable because they know that in order to keep their consumer base mm-hmm. happy, they need to change their business practices. Yeah. So the objective... The fines clearly don't do anything for them. No, please. <laughs> dollar man, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think in our episode today, we hope that listeners have, are, so because a lot of people actually don't know what antitrust laws are. Yeah. Right? So if you really think about it, I mean, some people have heard say antitrust law, is it like a trust issue? Yeah, like I don't trust these companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's because companies have trustees or trust, like the trust that they have other companies under. Yeah, and that's how it started back in like around the 20th, early 20th century. Mm-hmm. But now the point is, whether you are violent, whether you are keeping in mind consumer welfare, and whether the definition of consumer welfare needs to change. Good point, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All right. So thanks for listening, guys. Hope you learned a lot. We definitely learned a lot while we we're researching this episode. And, and hope you hope you have keep have these conversations within your friends and stuff. Because yeah. Or, or the next time you're scrolling through these apps, yeah, think, think about, about it. it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right.